Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball and Ann Waddington. This week we're going to talk about targeting your writing for a specific audience. Who's going to be reading it? And how does that change if you're writing for a tech company or a... A a food company. Definitely writing for a food company allows you to be a lot more creative. You can be kind of fun. It's very lighthearted. You're talking about food, and that's very enjoyable for most people. So that tends to be a little easier as far as my experience. Writing for tech companies is very basic. It's a lot of big words, but you have to explain things in a very simple way. So you're very straightforward in your text and your content and it it can be a little different. I've had to Google a lot of the words used in some of the content, but I've learned some things and that's what's most important. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of times people don't realize how much you have to adjust. For some of those tech companies, if we were writing content that was going to go to other owners of other tech companies. We could use more of the jargon and more of the technical terms. If we're trying to promote their services to consumers, however, you have to dial it down. Yes, it's very important to know exactly who you're talking to and how to talk to them. And I think that also goes into when you write a business plan. You have to know who you're talking to and how to write to that person. So. Lorraine, what exactly goes into every business plan? You know, every business plan that you write should contain, first, the company information, some of the the background and the history, an overview of some of the success and the mission and the vision and the values. It should contain market research. What do you know about your customers and what do you know about your competitors? And what are the market trends that indicate you have a chance of being successful? Being successful is very important. You don't, you know, you don't set out to fail, at least in the beginning. Sometimes you will, but it makes you a better person. Um, Absolutely. But the other side, and I think this is where a lot of business owners maybe get um, a little sidetracked, is they focus so heavily on that, they forget about the plan. What is the strategy? If you say you're going to target... 18 to 25 year old women, how are you going to do that and how is that going to be different if you're targeting seniors? So what are your marketing strategies, your pricing strategies, and then the more internal, the operations. Okay, you're going to try to target these people, you're going to do these things, how are you going to organize your business? How many people, what kind of resources, how's everything going to come together? And then finally, the numbers. The dreaded numbers. I was never a numbers person, and I don't know if I ever will be, but they are important, (laughs) I guess. Yes, they are. Um, You know, I keep hoping that someday I'm going to have somebody else at Round Peg who is a numbers person. You will, you will. I mean, I don't hate them, but they're just not, you know, my favorite. So, No, I I probably never will, (laughs) you know. A blessing and a curse. Maybe it's a sign that you don't need someone, or maybe not, but... (laughs) So as far as when you're preparing your business plan, who do you need to have in mind when you're writing it? Who is going to see it? Because in the end, 
you want it to get in the hands of the right person, so you want to write towards the right audience. And I think that's where you have to really think about why you're writing the business plan. For some business owners, they know that what they want is a bank loan. Or a lot of times if you're going to lease retail space, the property management company wants to see your business plan. They want to know that you've thought through the details and they're not going to lease space to you and then you're going to go belly up in two months. Believe me, it happens. Um, but then there's a very different style of plan. Um, when I started Round Peg, I was financing it myself, you know, my credit cards, woohoo. <laughs> so my business plan was much more focused just on me as an owner thinking through the processes. And then there are some businesses that are going to have investors and venture capitalists. And while every plan should contain all of those elements, it's different for each community. So what's the best way to write for a banker? What, how do you get their attention? With a banker, it's always going to begin and end with the numbers. Lead with the financials. Actually, I really think you need to build your projected financial statements first and then write the plan that supports how are you going to actually hit those targets. And if you say you're going to sell a million dollars worth of stuff, how many sales is that? And then how are you going to get those sales to generate that revenue number? But at the end of the day, the banker is going to look at your numbers. They're going to breeze through the details. If the numbers don't add up, you're not going to get that loan. So let's switch roles. How do you get investors to look at your writing or your business plan? This is really interesting. I've talked to a lot of both angel investors and venture capitalists over the years. And angel investors tend to be those people that kind of know you and it's a smaller amount. And so they're really um, investing because they kind of believe in you. Venture capitalists... Uh, are investing in a great idea. In both of those cases, typically the numbers get thrown out. Usually you're going to investors or venture capitalists when it's a new business and you don't have a lot of track record. So you have these pie in the sky projections. And the savvy investor knows, yeah, okay, that's not gonna happen. We don't have to worry about that. What they wanna know is, have you done your homework? Does the idea, does the business concept make sense? And if it doesn't, they want you to go back to the drawing board. The next thing with that is, does the idea make sense? Have you done the market research? Do you really, have you found a niche that is unique? And the second thing is the management team. Who are the people behind this business? And what are their unique qualifications? What makes them capable of writing this? Those are all good things to keep in mind. And as far as talking to other business owners, it's, you know, it's easy to talk to somebody that you know personally, but to write for someone that is doing the same things as you, they're another business owner. That's not who you're writing for. Okay. No, that's okay. Um, no, you're actually, when I say writing for a business owner, you're writing for yourself. For yourself, okay. And I think every business owner um, should do this. I can't tell you how many businesses we've had come through here where I know that business owner has never 
never gone through this exercise. Um, you know, one of the things I think that business owners, they start with the same outline and they put a lot of emphasis in, this is our history and this is where we came from and, and this is what we've done. And they kind of start running out of steam. And by the time they get to the action plan, there's no energy left. It just turns into a dud, unfortunately. Yeah, it, 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 it does, and it turns into um, something that they can't run their business with. So if you're writing a business, if you're writing a business plan and it's just for you, don't spend a lot of time on the description of the key employees. Don't spend a lot of time writing the entire history. I would almost jump very quickly into the market research and I would jump very quickly into what are you really going to do? What's your pricing model and why? What is your marketing strategy? Where are you going to market and why? And the why has to tie to the target customer. And then really spending a lot of time on operations and um, really focusing on if you want to do that, who's going to be responsible? Where are the gaps in your staffing? And there's one more thing which most business owners don't like to include. And what is that? That's an, a listing of critical risks. It's the things that could go wrong. Doesn't that seem a bit like a negative approach to writing your business plan? Like going in and thinking of all the terrible things that could happen seems a bit sad and daunting. It doesn't really make you <laughs> want to write that plan anymore. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, it should scare you a little bit. If you're going to start your own business, you do need to. But the truth is that if you want to be successful, you need to be prepared for those contingencies. I had someone say, well, I don't want to tell my banker what can go wrong because then he won't lend me money. Well, here's the thing. He already knows what can go wrong. <laughs> and what he wants to see is do you. Exactly. So, you know, that, that last section, that critical risk, that discussion of what do I do if a new competitor comes into town? What do I do? We have a lot of home services companies right now that are struggling with the weather. Do they have a contingency plan for 10 days of sub-zero weather when their guys can't work outside? You know, what do you do if your entire computer system crashes? What happens to your business when the worst happens? And having that plan in place and really taking the time to think about it means that you can survive the worst. It's almost like in PR, you have to plan for crisis management and you need to know these are all the things that could possibly go wrong. You don't want them to, but you need to be prepared. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And I don't think it's being negative at all. It's just being prepared and showing that your business will be prepared and that you know what you're talking about and you're ready to take your business head on and that, you know, you're going to be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... As you're listening to today's program, this is Anne's first episode sitting in the co-host seat, and I think she did a great job. Don't judge me too harshly, and hopefully you aren't so outraged that Allison is gone that you will listen again next week. Absolutely. 
If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you want to learn more specifically about business planning, there's going to be a link in the podcast listing on iTunes and a link on more than a few words where you can download one of our outlines. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.